This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andrew Braithwaite. Now, my guest today is my very own colleague and the deputy editor of OPI, Michelle Sturman. Good morning, Michelle. Good to see you today. Good morning, Andy, and thank you for inviting me onto one of our own podcasts. It's excellent. (laughs) Now, today we're going to be talking about sustainability and the environment, and I'm I guess anyone listening to this who, who was on LinkedIn uh, over the past few days realizes that it was Earth Day uh, recently, and you know, we've got some some sustainability news of, of our own. Though it's not necessarily tied in tied in with with Earth Day at all. I think that's just a coincidence of, of, of those timings. But uh, Michelle, I know you've been heavily involved in our green thinking supplement over the past few years and you do have a strong interest in in sustainability and and CSR so perhaps just tell us what we're going to be doing um, and give us a little bit of background as to why we are doing it. Yeah sure I mean we've always had a focus on sustainability and CSR for a long time Um, and generally the topic was ramping up in 2019 in particular if you look at the focus on plastic waste and plastic packaging then obviously COVID hit and it took a back burner um, as we dealt for the past two years and then some with with the pandemic Um, and I think as we're starting, luckily, in many parts of the world to come out and see the other side of the pandemic, um, sustainability is back on the agenda, really back on the agenda. Obviously, we do have other things going on at the same time. We have the war in Ukraine. We've got supply chain issues still. We've got rising energy prices and inflation. But sustainability is firmly back on the agenda. We've managed to finally get... COP26, the climate change conference done in November. Fortunately, we've just had the recent IPCC report, which makes for very scary reading for anyone who has read it, and a particularly dire warning. If you haven't already read in the news the following quote from the IPCC, then I'm going to say it again now. Uh, It pretty much says it's now or never if we want to limit global warming to pre-industrial levels of 1.5 degrees um, without immediate and deep emission reductions across all sectors reaching this figure or keeping this figure will be impossible. Mm. Um, Another warning from them comes in at that the greenhouse gas emissions have to peak before 2025 at the latest. So that's a couple of years, basically. Not long, is it? Not long at all. And these have to be reduced by... I think the figure is 43% by 2030, which is pretty much seven and a half years. And at the same time, methane needs to be reduced by a third. And the the extra warning of that is even if we do this, it is almost inevitable that we'll still temporarily exceed this temperature threshold. Um, But good news is that it could return to below it by the end of the century. So this is a major warning and mm. sustainability has to be taken seriously. It's as simple as that. Um, so to come back to you, to what OPI is doing, we're a trusted source of information and knowledge for the industry. And 
as part of that, we've realized that we do have a, a part to play in helping the industry and individuals and individual companies in reaching their sustainability goals, whatever they may be, whatever part of the path of the journey they may, may be on. Um, and I think we've come up with a kind of internal mission statement that pretty much is we would like to be a driving force behind business supply industries move towards more effective environmental, social and economic governance, ESG. And pretty much our goal is to facilitate meaningful conversations that help keep sustainable development at the forefront of every business action. Mm. And I think that is our, our main aim is is to help out and uh, to provide information and knowledge where where we can. Okay. So so what kind of things are, are we going to be looking at doing? We have the annual green thinking issue. I mean, that goes into in-depth um, articles and case studies. But to achieve the the objective that I was I just referred to, we're going to be providing a lot more news, um, hopefully product releases that are environmentally focused. Um, thought leadership pieces, opinion articles, case studies, but on a more frequent basis. And actually what we're going to do is this week, we're going to launch a dedicated green thinking section for our daily newsletters. Uh, we'll start on a fortnightly basis with the latest news on sustainability. Um, and when I say sustainability, I'm talking, I'm covering the social and governance mm. parts of that as well as the environment. And the, over the coming months, then we'll start adding more features, hopefully podcasts, the thought of opinion pieces, the products, and obviously with all the industry input that I that I hope we will get, we will ramp up our coverage uh, significantly. Because while our coverage at the uh, moment is 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 good, um, there's always much more we can do, and we I'm sure there's lots more going on in the industry that we don't know about. So really, this is a call for people to get us their news, their case studies. I'm sure a lot of companies are employing or already have uh, of people who are looking at sustainability. So we'd love to hear their expert opinions, things like that. So yeah, we just really want to hear from the industry and really start working a lot more closely with everyone. Yeah. As you said, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that goes goes under the radar. So we're encouraging people to to send send us their, their stuff, basically. Editorial at opi.net will be a good starting place to, to send emails into. Yeah, absolutely. Or they can send um, information and requests and information directly to me um, on my email address, michelle.sturman at opi.net. Um, absolutely. Love to hear from everyone. Right. And as you, as, as you mentioned, it's not just about what we'd say in inverted commas green uh, and sustainability it goes to the wider ESG part of, of, of running a business and all those kind of things as well, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, ESG really refers to kind of, it's, it's more of an investment term, but if you kind of put it into business principles, then it, it absolutely relates. And ESG is more than companies just ticking boxes. Um, they've really got to be making a real difference in terms of the environment. The social criteria refers to dealing with the suppliers, uh, how they treat employees, their customers, how they're involved in the communities, and importantly, includes DEI, which um, for a lot of people is, is a fairly new acronym, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And also the governance parts refers to 
company leadership, their transparency, and the way mm. the business is governed. So while it is primarily related to investments, it's just simply good business practices. And everyone, whether it's your suppliers, your customers, employees, potential employees, they're all going to be looking at ESG credentials of companies moving forward. So we're going to be starting to look at this in a much more in-depth way and get to the nitty-gritty of this. Okay. I thought, I thought I'd just uh, perhaps highlight a couple of stories that have caught caught my eye in, in the past few weeks because as, as you said we do cover these things on a on a regular basis and something because it's, it's quite complicated isn't it to be honest oh yeah all of this is, is complicated whether you're talking about the environment part whether you're talking about the social part uh, everything is so interrelated yeah. it's just, it's incredibly complicated so while you think you mm. may be doing take the environmental part why you may think that you're doing something good on on one side further down the line or somewhere else it may have a negative impact mm. so getting all of this stuff to work in harmony and for the, the better good is just so so difficult and there's always a battle as well between mm. companies take global remanufacturing for example well and and the uh, against the oems that was that was exactly the point i, I was going to make in fact with with a couple of a couple of stories yeah. just just to just to highlight that yeah you got people people with different opinions and, and different interests i, I did a, a podcast with with trisha judge from the international itc a, a couple of weeks ago to, to coincide with remanufacturing day You've got these shocking figures of, I don't know, 370 million cartridges ending up in landfill every year. And obviously the remanufacturing industry has, has a good story to tell about them saving saving yep. you know, plastics and st stuff from going in, into landfill. And then just end of last week, there was a webinar from Printright, the, the, the Chinese uh, manufacturer of, of aftermarket cartridges. And their, their European CEO, Steve Whedon, was talking about some patented technology which they've developed which essentially cuts down on the, the toner waste and they're talking about huge savings in the the carbon footprint of the products that they that they are able to deliver versus the OEMs and even the remanufacturers so it, it does get quite complicated and it's kind of difficult to know who, who who's right and who's wrong I don't know if, even if there is a right and a wrong in, in some cases no, exactly. This is why I was saying it's like one part you think you're doing good, but further down the line, it's harming something else. It really is that. Um, perhaps uh, we should get the OEMs and the remanufacturers together on a webinar in the future and, and let them uh, dis discuss this. But it, it also brings up the fact of greenwashing, mm. uh, which still happens a lot. And But I think a lot of times it's done almost accidental. It just it happens because people don't really understand what they're what they're trying to say and, and say it in the right way. Mm. So greenwashing is also a, a topic that we'll look at and hopefully we can get companies to to avoid that. Mm. But I think because it is so complicated, I think we're probably going to look at, at going back to the beginning and figuring out really what is sustainability and, and go back to the beginning of DEI and 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 kind of lay it all out like that. Um, and a good place to start is the Sustainable Development Goals, which offer a great platform to addressing ESG in, in, in the, its mm. kind of biggest format. So we'll definitely be covering the SDGs in the future. Mm. And but other broad topics we're going to cover, I mean, plastic, obviously, uh, packaging, 
uh, net zero, the last mile, recycling, the circular economy, e-waste. And, and within those topics, there's just so much to look at in depth in those. Um, and of course, legislation as well, which uh, is also coming up, particularly um, EU legislation. Mm. And then obviously, we'll be looking at the diversity, equity and inclusion topics, things like unconscious and implicit bias, mm. cultural awareness, multi-generational workforces, equity in the workplace, inclusive leadership. I mean, there's just so much, but all of this builds up to making companies and business and the industry just a better place and better mm. way to work. Okay. All right. Now, you put together our, our Green Thinking uh, special issue from from last year, the, the end, of, end of 2021. Just going back to that, what were some of the highlights in there for you? Oh, I think one of the highlights has got to be talking to Johan Tops from Greenspeed. Mm. It's a Janssen vendor um, based in Europe. And it, just speaking to someone who's so knowledgeable and passionate um, about sustainability and, and business practice is, is just amazing. But he's also incredibly pragmatic uh, when it comes to being realistic as to what can and cannot be done at this point in time um, in terms of of being sustainable and again it comes back to that whole thing where you do good in one part and it affects something else differently and in another but he's equally driven to finding solutions to those Um, and I think one of my favorite quotes was uh, when he was talking about the foundation of Vancouver which Greenspeed bought the professional side of that business from Vancouver at the end of 2015 mm. and he was talking about how Ecuva started and and the quote was it's Greenspeed's Sustainable Detergents Foundation lies with some diehard hippies sporting <laughs> long beards and, and wearing sandals. Yeah. And it just when he said that, it's just like it just had this vision of my head of what was what that looked like. But it also um, reminded me of just how far we've come in terms of what we think of being green and environmentally friendly mm. uh, and sustainable and, and what that means today. Um, so I, I just, that was, yeah, I love that quote. <laughs> Another interesting article and very, very relevant is the one on circular economy. And what's nice is that there are quite a few um, case studies from business supplies companies that are truly embracing this. Um, and that's always great to understand. Another mm. interesting one was to research was packaging feature. Mm. I mean, who knew you could make packaging from seaweed and algae shrimp shells um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and mushroom roots. Mm. And then also there's some really cool stuff going on with uh, the use of agricultural waste and um, and paper. I mean, I think Pepsi and Coca-Cola are, are making bottles out of paper, which is just really cool. So that was really good. But I think one article that I really would recommend reading if you haven't already is the one on how to deliver effective, sustainable communications. This article was based on research from a UK-based creative consultancy, Radley Yelder. And they've come up with, they've done a lot of research, and they've come up with 10 principles that are aimed at improving the language and communication around sustainability. In particular, it's it's avoiding the cliches of uh, sustainability and what they call the use of stock sustainability yeah. wording. Yeah, certainly encourage everyone to read that before they start sending us in their press releases. 
I, I didn't say that, but <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll say it then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it would it would be a wise idea. So definitely, I, w- I would recommend reading that one. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, the, the last Green Thinker came out shortly after the the COP twenty six climate conference in, in Glasgow. And anything that ca- came out of that conference which you think you know, the business supplies industry really needs to to pay attention to or, or something which could really impact the, the business supplies industry going forward? I think with the with the COP conferences, it's more kind of big sky ideas. A lot of it harks back now to the to the Paris Agreement and getting the, the climate change um, temperatures sorted out and things. I mean, it, what it does is it really sets out a framework for cutting the global greenhouse gas emissions, which ultimately affects every business mm. um, and will do moving forward. And when that's something we've got to deal with it now, um, get mm. on with the scope one, two, and the very incredibly complicated scope three part of of uh, getting to net zero, mm. uh, which, of course, we will look at in depth and try and ex- explain this mm. so that everyone can understand it as we go through sustainable stuff probably in green thinking issue this year yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you for for this for this year's issue any any kind of ideas yet potential topics or 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 articles i think i think getting to net zero has got to be one of them Hmm. as i say scope one and scope two are relatively easy to understand and do but scope three uh, where you've got to kind of look at all your supply chain and everything it is mm. incredibly complicated. So I think we'll definitely look at that and get going on that. We've mm. also got the annual Green Thinking Survey, which I would encourage everyone, if you get the email to to fill it in, it doesn't take long. It's, it's five minutes. Um, I think that will be going out around about August, September. And mm. it, it just gives us a really good global overview of where the business supplies industry is at so obviously the more people that fill that in it's anonymous Mm. the the better idea that we we have of where we actually are and i don't believe there's another survey that is done for our industry that gives us the information Mm. about that Um, i'm sure Mm. we'll be looking at quite a bit of legislation plastic packaging taxes has arrived in many countries and other countries are looking at it um, we've also got the EU Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I th- believe the first parts of that uh, will be coming out in October 2022, well, October this year, yeah. um, I believe. So that's going to be important. And I'm sure we'll be looking at other topics mm-hmm. such as packaging again, because that's yeah. huge. Deliveries, I mean, a story I... Caught my eye recently was was Cool Blue in the Netherlands buying buying the company that designs their last mile delivery yes. software and there were I think twenty percent reduction in, in in emissions there from from delivery so that so that kind of thing certainly certainly yeah. very interesting any, definitely any, any businesses that you happy to call out you think are doing a good job on the on the ES, ESG front in our industry already uh, I mean the first one that comes to mind has got to be Lyrico. I believe that they're, they're streets ahead of, of most other mm. uh, resellers that are around. Um, but there are others as well. I mean, Bureau Valet in, in Europe is also one that comes off the top of my head. Mm. Office Works in Australia um, seem to be doing really good stuff at the moment. Commercial Group 
and Complete in the UK, two of the biggest, yeah. I think they are the two biggest resellers in, in the UK. They're also very heavily into um, sustainable and environmental and social parts um, doing really well. And I believe Baumgarten's in the US as well. Yeah, I think their yeah. ethos is very sustainable. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there are others. Um, obviously, there's plenty of uh, manufacturers as well that are very environmentally focused, sustainable focused. So apologies to anyone that I haven't mentioned. I'm sure there are more out there. We would like to hear from you, of course. Yeah. Another area I think also is that when companies are looking to recruit now, they're certainly the younger generations, they, they want to see evidence, don't they, of a, of a strong ESG commitment before before they even consider joining a company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, while while pre-COVID, I think uh, a pool table and a table tennis table may have been a draw, <laughs> um, I certainly think that, yeah, ESG factors are playing a far more important role now than, than they ever did, especially as we've got the a much younger generation who are just entering the workforce as well. So we've got quite a few generations at the same time. But also you've got the generation now that are becoming purchasing managers that are perhaps more sustainably focused than than as oldies. I'll speak for myself there. <laughs> so it's definitely an important factor. But as I say, it's not just about the environment. It's also about it's about DEI as well, which is also incredibly important. Yeah to the younger generation. So it, is, it has to be thought about, especially if you want to attract the best talent and and we want to keep this industry healthy and, and moving forward. Mm. Okay, good stuff. Any 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 final words just to wrap up? I think it's, there's a lot of work to be done by the industry and there's a lot of work to be done by individual businesses, particularly smaller, smaller businesses perhaps who don't have... Um, sustainability teams and, and or sustainability directors to help them through this, which is um, where I, th- I think OPI can fit in and share some knowledge and and um, get the industry involved. So yeah, I'd just like to say that get in touch. It's whether it's you want us to research a particular topic, whether you want to contribute in any way, uh, if you want to be on a podcast, do a webinar. Yeah write a thought leadership piece for us, um, provide a case study or, or news, please just get in touch and, and, let, and let's move, move the industry forward. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Michelle, for your, your insight on this interesting and, and uh, very important topic. And yeah, let's, let's see if we can uh, get some more, more good content out there on, on different OPI platforms. Fabulous. Thanks, Andy. Cheers, Michelle. Thank you. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.